The Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. I think that's us. That is us, and we can now (laughs) take it away. (laughs) I love Oh, man. (laughs) At this stage of the game, it's great. Hey, yeah. So, welcome to Mercury Retrograde. Oh, no kidding. It's it's strange. It is strange. It's God. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. You know, I was born on a Mercury retrograde, which is you know, me too. Natural field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no wonder we work well together. We're retrograde babies. <laughs> we think backwards or from the backwards forwards. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't. But it's definitely been a ride so far. And um, so I would I would say my standard, you know, to get the show on the road. Um, what has been your, your week and what are you mm-hmm. looking at? I know you have something very special this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my week has been very busy and because I am kind of overwhelmed with busy, I am losing threads, which is always irritating to me. I'm, I'm far too controlled to forget things. Um, so that's been difficult. And, um, you know, there's this weekend is the, the Goddess Craft Fair, which is a local craft fair in, here in Sebastopol. And it's all women artists and designers and artisans and um, women performers. throughout. And it's a beautiful event. Milk and Honey has been a sponsor of this event for over 20 years. Uh, and so it's an honor to carry on that tradition that was started before my time at Milk and Honey. And I've also been invited to do the opening prayer this year. So I am, you know, organizing the shop to be on the road, so to speak, even though it's only, you know, three blocks away, it's still, I have to set up a booth and do all of that. And I need to prepare an opening prayer. And then on Sunday, I'm also doing um, some storytelling about the goddess Lakshmi. So, you know, work, work, work and preparing and making products. So I have enough product to to the beautiful people who are going to attend this event and my daughter got braces this week um, I bought a new piece of electronics during Mercury Retrograde because I'm stupid and I got it home <laughs> and it won't work <laughs> so yeah. oh, no. um, oh, so I get to deal with the, the fun of what is what we call the hell of Best Buy um, you know yeah. so I'm doing really well I'm just there's just one too many things on my plate but the good thing is after this weekend Three of those things will be gone, and I'll have much more capacity. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah, Elvira, how are you doing? Oh, well, um, you know, it, 
what could I say? Mercury retrograde electronics. I went to put my, you know, I I live by myself now. Actually, I have uh, someone who's kind of hanging with me for a while, and um, but I don't go out and buy real trees anymore. I have over the years found that you know it's just more than just for me. I don't need it. And at the time, I had cats, and then you know they'd climb the tree, and then the dogs, which are the puppies, and so I decided I would stick with a fakey tree. Well, I had this really nice one for five years, and um, I went to put it together on Monday, and all of a sudden I hear this loud pop, and I'm like, I don't didn't smell anything, but I didn't trust it, so I took it outside very happily, and then went online and found a new one, which is beautiful and more modern, and you know, instead of the plugs you plug in for each section, each section comes together, and the electronics. The, the, the connections are all inside the core of that uh, center tube. So you just mm-hmm. push them all in, and then it has a fuse box, and you plug it in, and it's all pretty. And But because of that, I'm not used to decorating it. So the frustration is it took longer to decorate it than I normally do. And so, you know, it's kind of like, oh, okay, joy, joy, yay-haw, you know, by the time I finished. and uh, But, you know that and and Christmas shopping to be able to go out of town and then doing our show and then um, another family, well, a a farther flung family member uh, of my uh, stepson, his ex-father-in-law, passed away last week. And um, so there's Mm. a, you know, a a memorial and a, a small burial and all that, but it's in Sacramento or Pleasantville, I'm not sure which out in that area over there. Yeah. And, you know, it's not this weekend, it's going to be next weekend. So it's kind of, you know, it's very off-putting, you know, with the with the, the energies and all that. But all being said, uh, I feel okay. I, you know, had to replace all my outside lights because it's Mercury retrograde yeah. and they all died. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I didn't have the hell of Best Buy. I just you know, like most of us now, I went online, I went, okay, bah, 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 there you are. Three days later, I go to my P.O. box, and there they are. It's like, okay. Nice. So, yeah, it was nice. So that's been my week, you know, I mean, clients and people, and, you know, uh, I got to watch somebody get into road rage on my way to work um, earlier this week, literally oh, parked no. their car at an intersection and get out, and the other guy in his car, parked his car, and they started screaming at each other. And I didn't know what to, you know, I thought, well, okay, call 911, you know. So <laughs> this whole kind of off the wall. but Yeah, So that kind of puts us, you know, at a, a moment of reflection on our topic, protection. Yeah, well, that's true. Good, good. Good job there, Elvira. <laughs> Did you realize that was a segue with great... Finesse. <laughs> yeah, that was slick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So, with the fact that, and it's interesting because I know that originally we were going to start um, sort of like a Christmas present for our view, our reader, our listeners. I don't call them readers; they're listeners. Um, is that we we're going to do interviews, but um, things kind of changed, and and so flipping to you know a new version, we decided that. We need a topic, and I know that there were some things that were going on in your life and things in my life, and we thought, ah, protection. Mm-hmm. So, 
with that, um, I know that we have this wonderful book of pagan prayers that you reminded me of very nicely while we were doing our earlier check-in to know where we were going to go with the subject. So, you know, I'm not going to plagiarize Guion. (laughs) I will just say, would you like to read one of the prayers? Oh, from the the pagan book of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's several prayers in this. Interestingly, several to Thor, which I was like, ha, because, you know, he's one of my main go-to deities. Anyway. Right. Yeah. So here is uh, one of the prayers for protection. Okay. Set about me your protective spirit. On all six sides, establish your guards. From all dangers, no matter from what quarter, whether from above or below, keep me safe. My Lord at my right hand, my Lady at my left, be with me throughout my life, watching over me by night and by day. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, it's a sweet one. Yeah. So, obviously, um, in all the things that we have done and you know, work we do with clients and everything. Um, how would we describe, you know, what protection or, or I guess even called counter magic would be uh, for? I mean, what is it? Mm-hmm. I know we, you know, all kinds of things can be talked about, but, I mean, are there specific guidelines that you think we, we can throw out here for people? Well, I think it's an interesting um, conundrum because often, protection work or protection magic is before you actually need it. Uh, it's sort of like psychic self-defense. It's having um, having your, your barriers and your boundaries up before there's ever an issue, and then there's less likely to be an issue. But often that's not what happens. Often we get hit by something and then realize, oh, shit, I probably need some protection. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, you know. Good about it for a minute, and then we get lazy, and it falls by the wayside, and then something else happens, and the cycle continues. But, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously there are, you know, there's protection of our home. There's protection of ourselves and individual Mm -hmm. family members or collectively, our pets, um, our work our car, mm-hmm. you know, so protection is, you know, something that spans our whole entire existence, really. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and um, and what I always tell clients, because I often, one of the questions I'm often asked is, should I do a cleanse? Right? And my uh-huh. answer is always, if you're asking that question, then yes, you know. Uh-huh. And I think that um, a spiritual cleanse is never a bad idea. There, we pick up so much in our lives just from living, you know, like you mentioned yep. watching some road rage, you're just minding your beeswax and doing your own thing and a fight breaks out. You don't know how much of that you might have picked up just from being in the area. You don't know when you cut somebody off in traffic that they didn't c- curse you out. Why do we call it a curse? Because it sends negative energy to somebody, you know? Um, so we just pick things up all the time. We don't know who doesn't like us, and sometimes we do. We don't know what our uh-huh. coworker might be under their breath after we have a disagreement. We don't know, but we pick stuff up all the time. So for me, it's like 
the first step is always a cleanse. And this is true of your home or your body or your car or your place of work or your pets even. Mm-hmm. But to do a cleanse and sort of get off any of the gunk that might have already collected. Right. Very, very good. Very true. And, you know, we've done um, discussions about cleansing and, you know, different, you know, we've, we've, if, you know, there are past things people can pick up on. I don't know if we want to, you know, make a a big thing out of it here, but that is a definite, you know, it can be um, with herbs, it can be, Smudging, it can be drumming, it can right. be all different kinds of things. Right. So whatever it is that you are doing, wherever it is, I mean, you know, a long time ago, I, I think when I was in corporate, but they were a lumber company, um, they said something to me about the energy here, and I just looked at them, and I went out to my car, and they were used to me doing stuff like this, and I came in, and I started rattling, <laughs> and, yeah. and they're not exact. They were nice little Catholic men, and and you know, they were Irish, and it was, but. You know, I just looked at it and go, you're going to ask me about cleansing. We're not talking about me getting out and, and scrubbing the floors, honey. It's, you know, <laughs> but yeah. um, there is that too. So, but it is always important to, to start that by, by clearing away a space so that you can yeah. sort of stand in a, and breathe. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, as you mentioned, we have a whole show that we did about cleansing. So if you are, thinking, but wait, I need to know more about cleansing. There's a where we talk about it for an hour. Yes. So More information on cleansing than you could ever want. <laughs> <laughs> I think we wound up, you know, it's amazing how you get started and things like this, and then you just keep kind of, it, it just, it gushes forward because, yeah. you know, we think of, oh, it's that concise, we can talk about this and we can talk about that, but then it becomes so much bigger. And um, so, yeah, yes, and it's, it's, you know, usually once you've cleansed, then you want to, you know, set up your your field, your your, yes. your protection. And, and from there, you can, you know, there are a myriad of ways. So um, that breath... Um, Mm-hmm. I would tell you my senses is that we can discuss. Um, I think we might want to discuss before we do that. What do we want to say about when you know that you've been hit, you yeah. know, or that you know you're feeling uncomfortable? What are the what are the signs that that you might be a little more, you know, gunked up with that stuff that you have gotten? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's lots of different ways that it, something like that can manifest, and the different the difficult part is discerning having this experience because someone is throwing negativity at me, someone working actively against me, or am I just going through something? You know, um, often when when we are doing spiritual work and we're working to improve ourselves in our lives, we we speed up our vibration, so to speak, and that in itself can bring some of these um, symptoms, quote unquote, right? Uh-huh. So it's important uh-huh. that uh-huh. if if some of these symptoms show up, don't jump to the conclusion, oh my God, someone because it's probably not what it is. Right. The someone right. cursing you is is probably 
few and far between the amount of phone calls I get where someone is thinks they're being cursed as when someone is actually being cursed. It's very, it's very rare, right? So, right. you know, unless right. you're in a spiritual community or working with a, a group of people who are just kind of troublesome, which then, you know, all bets are off. But, you know, there are things like um, being getting sick. Um, having illness that's completely unexplained, physical illness, having trouble sleeping, um, things malfunctioning, going all kinds of things going wrong with no rhyme or reason. And it's usually uh-huh. you'll see a pattern, right? Oh, the, uh-huh. the computer broke and then the, my car broke down and then I got laid off and then the dishwasher broke. And you can look at this pattern of, of all of these things and you might think, gosh, I'm having a run of bad luck. And that could be because you've picked up some things that you need to clean off of you and set up some protections around. You might have someone who's wishing you ill will. Um, and, and so, you know, you got to pay attention and look at the patterns and not jump to a conclusion that it is something negative. It could just be a run of bad luck. But, you know, right. pay attention. Pay attention. Are there things you would add to that list? No, actually, that's you know, I was looking at my little um, notes that I took, and you, you kind of hit, um, you know, like the hostility and fear, and you know, uh, bad the run of bad luck, and you know, nightmares, and you know, things where there is more than just a daily, especially in nighttime experiences, a daily flushing of. Mm-hmm your you know your energy patterns in in the in the dream time so uh, but like everything else we get too fearful when we jump to conclusions and i think that you know the first thing to do is breathe and then the second right. thing to do is you know do a cleanse you know do something like what we talked about and then work on strengthening the the shields and the the wards and the things that we call um, what we're calling are your parameters, your boundaries, what, what's mm-hmm. there. So, um, yeah, so that, that kind of thing. And the most basic way to do that is, and it's funny because I've always done this, I never really thought about it, um, but it's a circle, but it's a sphere because mm-hmm. it encompasses, you know, and I tell clients it's like the hamster ball that you would put your little hamster in that could run around and, you know, yeah. be out there in the world. So that's the very first thing I think of to kind of like do that energetically because it's it's like let's see what we can do immediately and then we go to the things that we will talk about later that have herbs and stones and all the rest yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and with all of what we're talking about already, um, you know, Elvira and I both mentioned before the show started that we'd been perusing the pages of Dion Fortune's book, um, Psychic Self-Defense, which talks Uh so much about uh, not just the the symptoms, but, you know, some of the the non-magical issues that you could be having to deal with if some of this stuff comes up some of the symptoms, some ways to, to work with it, um, some places it might be coming from. It's just an excellent book. So if you are yes. wanting to just get some more in-depth information or strengthen your protection muscles, um, it's a really good book. It's a great reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny because um, 
you and I were talking at the beginning and, and discussing this, and both of us had said, yes, and we have our copies right here. <laughs> yeah. So, in, and I remember getting this, I can't tell you when, I mean, my God, it's, it's way old, but, you know, it's, it's been a good reference book and a good uh, a guide, so that is something to, to look into. And um, the other thing is, once you've, you've gotten a certain area, I think, you know, we talked about talismans and amulets and things, and that's in another show, but definitely working on a talisman that is crafted or adapted for a particular magical use and is portable mm-hmm. to, to be with you. So you feel, you know, just like in going to war, you strap on your, your weapons, you strap on, you know, so you feel protected. That's another thing that can work really well for people. Right. Actually, that's one of my favorite ways of um, doing protection work. And for me, protection work is something that I do every day. So this is not just something uh, that I occasionally think about or if I start to have, you know, a string of bad dreams that I'm like, oh, I better take a cleansing bath and do some protection work every day. And it's because of the work I do, you know, and one of the simplest and most powerful things that I have found, and I recommend this to clients all the time, is to pick some piece of jewelry you can wear every day and you know, you we'll talk about this later. You might want to pick a specific kind of stone or use a specific kind of oil to anoint it or whatever, but wear that thing every day with intention that this is a, a piece of protection. And when you put it on, it's like putting on that hamster wheel that you were mentioning, you know, and that you put on that right. ring and the hamster wheel surrounds you. That's exactly it. And, you know, we have the best computer graphics ability that we can, you know, people can actually visualize it. And, you know, like you put it on and suddenly the beam comes out and all of a sudden it becomes a 360-degree globe around you of whatever beautiful purple, you know, blue light or whatever. And people can actually visualize it because we've gotten so, you know, so accustomed to seeing the computer graphics of these things as, you know, in storytelling that they do that it makes it easy to get people to to really feel it from that point of reference. Right. Yep. You can tell I I've been in the film industry. I actually tend to talk more <laughs> in terms of that. It's like, oh my God. Um so there's, you know, there is that that is really good. It's portable, it's 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 you know that. But if people can't wear jewelry um mm-hmm. in the work that they do, um, you know, my daughter having been um in restauranting uh, especially the what she was doing, she couldn't wear jewelry. I mean, she she actually wore a necklace that she could put inside, which was a piece of jewelry, but she couldn't do a very, you know, like rings and bracelets and, you know, earrings and things like that. So um, uh, you can do oils. You can do, right. you know, protection oils. And uh, I think that's another, you know, part of where you can become useful in that. Do we have any other ideas we want to throw out that are like personal that people can do when they're, you know, to be mobile, to be mobile mm-hmm. and wherever they're going? Yeah, well, you know, maybe maybe we do start touching on some of these other things, but, you know, there are 
like wearing an amulet, wearing a charm, having a, a mojo bag or a Greek Greek bag or a witch's bundle. You know, it's, it, it, these are different traditions, but all base, the base, same basic concept, which is a, a bag you carry with you that contains magical items and herbs and curios that are all in alignment with a specific goal. Tonight, we're talking uh-huh. about that goal being protection. So having right. something like that, if you can't wear jewelry, then maybe you have a mojo that you wear in your pocket or tuck into your bra or to the, the hem of your pants or something, tuck into your uh-huh. boot, uh-huh. something that, that you can wear with you. There's also these right. teeny tiny statues that you can get now, little, often they're brass. Um, and getting a, a deity figure, especially if it's a deity that is a fierce protector or a deity that you regularly work with and carrying that with you, um, having something on your person, um, a, a stone like black tourmaline, wearing that in your pocket, um, mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. that, that is traveling and easy to do. You can also you know, get a specific oil or perfume blend and put that on every day. And it's like anointing yourself in protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, um, it definitely puts that. Now, um, there are some really good books that you can, you know, and I know you can get them on Kindle, so you don't have to, you know, go in and buy them or they can get, you get them physically as, you know, soft copy, hard copies. But um, there's, the uh, Cunningham Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs and mm-hmm. um, Crystals, um, God, it's like trying to read this, it's Crystals, Gems, and uh, Metal Magic by Cunningham as well. These are like, they have in the back um, guides to different yeah. uh, things that you need. So they've got the protection. I mean, we obviously could read them off, but it gets kind of boring for us to be sitting here because <laughs> they're long lists. Um, right. Yeah. Let's. We'll just read you the list of herbs. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be herb reading list, and then of course there is the one that is the um, one that is done by Catherine uh, Ironwood called Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic. And in the back, of course, there is again the same kind of list for protective herbs and minerals, and it talks about you know different aspects um, in terms of that particular topic so there you know there are a lot of these things these are very good common references that you know give you things that you can find now some of them like some of the hoodoo herbs um it is a little difficult i mean in terms of you know some of them you can't just go out and get oh i'll get rosemary or oh i'll get the you know you can't quite do that but yeah you know that so um but that would help in making the, the bags, the, the amulet bags, uh, the magical bags mm-hmm. in terms of that. And then, you know, things that you can do stationary, like home, office, you know, area that are reasonable is, you know, plant magic is, you know, to get certain kinds of plants that you either plant outside your door or you have you know, in your yard, your front yard, your backyard, and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes even a little plant that you can bring into your office if, you know, and put it on your desk if that's something you do have, you know, yeah. available. Yeah, and there are plants that are good to plant near and exits of your home for protection, like rosemary or heather. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if you 
if you live in a place where it's easy to plant things, if not, you know, you want to look at what kind of plants are good for your specific environment. But those two right off the top of my head, rosemary is the ultimate protection herb for a home and heather is the ultimate protection herb uh, and i mean this in in plant form as well as uh, dry it in other ways but to have mm-hmm. other protects women specifically it, it was it, these some of these concepts are like what we would call an old wives tale where heather is believed <laughs> if, you, if you plant it at your front door it protects you from sexual assault right so, ah, so some of these yeah some funny. of these old school old wives tales that will they come from a, pl- a certain place there's a reason that they've survived just because they work so mm-hmm. planting right. allies right. at your door right and um you know so you've got that a lot of times i will try to get you know like pothos or something that is an, i you can do in an office that most people go, oh, that's such a nice, you know, it's it's called the devil's foot anyway. But, um, you know, and then you put um, your little deities, you can kind of push them into the soil if you don't want people to see it, or you can utilize some of the stones that you can put in the plant soil to give you the sense that that is also in engaging in setting up a shield. Yeah. Yeah, and I I love that. And um, using things that disappear, like um, chalk or um, salt or things like that to make sigil protective runes or pentacles uh, as like a ward. And maybe this is a moment to take a little side note about what a ward is. (laughs) I guess because we've been saying it a lot. Yeah, I mean, we talk yeah. about, you know, creating boundaries and creating wards and shields, right? So wards and shields. In my mind, wards and shields are kind of the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. A shield is, you know, it's obvious. You set a boundary. Often I think of them in, in places where there are openings like doors and windows or electric sockets or flues in fireplaces and things mm-hmm. like that. An award is, um, in my mind, and maybe you have a different description of this, award is my personal shield. It's like the little symbol I use to set up an immediate sense of protection. Or when I cleanse my house and reinforce my wards, I have a specific symbol sigil that I use, and I energetically draw it, or I use, like, um, there's this Chinese chalk that's supposed to keep ants away, but it doesn't work. Um, I use that to draw sigils on different spots of the house. Um, right. That's my thoughts right. on words. Would you describe it a different way? No, actually, I think that's very uh, concise and um, fits what I do and what I would, you know, echo. So rather than repeat it, I'll say, me too, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and that is, you know, important, especially where you have, you know, I do it with car, my car. I do it with my home. Um, I've done it at workplaces where I have a stationary place like my office. But if I'm in a more mobile place, you know, I carry things with me. They become certain yeah. items that I kind of put out when I'm I'm at wherever I'm at. And that becomes my uh, my protection, my ward. And that, you know, works you know, for me. And again, hidden in plain sight is usually the best way. A lot of times, and this is funny, somebody 
said this to me, and I thought, wow, that's really interesting. If you get, you know, when you get coffee, mug, you know, cups that you, not necessarily mugs, a lot of people may actually use them, but some of us who are, again, portable, we get our coffee at some coffee place, um, is that you basically write on either the bottom of it before you fill it or on the, 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 the um, that cardboard collar you put on so you can hold the hot little thing without dropping it or, you know. Oh, right, right, right. The sleeve or whatever. And you basically, yeah, you, you put on it your ward. You can either draw it on yourself mm. or you can put it with your finger or, you know, put your energy by writing with your finger. And then you have it sitting there while you're drinking your coffee, but it's also in your sphere of where you're at to protect yourself. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, you know, it was somebody who told me that, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, it always intrigues me, these little other things. Um, yeah. And, of course, you know, the standard things of drawing circles, as you said, with salt mm-hmm. outside or inside, you know, if you're in an apartment or if you actually have a house or the perimeters of your property and then around your house, you know, sort of keeping that energy there's also something which I found fascinating, and this was totally within a pagan slash witch's book on magic, but it's mm-hmm. also there's a correlation to the hoodoo tradition. Is you get an egg in one hand, and you get your athame in the other, and you literally walk um, clockwise around your, your house and also clockwise around your perimeter of your property if it's you know, the same, uh, a little farther out three times, and then you take that egg and you put it gently and cautiously and carefully in a nice box. They, they said black. I go, okay, fine, that works. Um, and you basically bury it on the property, and yeah. that is your protection. That becomes the, the anchor of that energy pattern that is protected. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought, wow. Okay, now I can do that, and the people here at the park will really think I'm crazy. <laughs> Without trying, yeah. Mm. Well, maybe Which we should read that. another prayer and take a break. Sounds like a plan, my dear. Let's go. Okay. So, all right. So okay. we have choices here. Do we want a Thor prayer? Do we want an Apollo prayer? A Spider Lady prayer? A Kuan Yin prayer? Or an Isis? prayer you know i know this is going to sound i want a spider lady spider lady all right ready spider lady weaver of beauty spider lady laying patterns on the world spider lady binding all things together wrap your threads lightly around me in protection Ooh, i did like that one yeah we'll be right back commercial okay Listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. 
the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays 6 to 7. And The Witch, the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Gosh, we're back, and I feel so bouncy. <laughs> Jeannie will do that to you. <laughs> well, she does. She definitely does. Brings back good memories. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things that I thought about when I was just listening to that and the genie and everything, one of the things that you can use, and this is, you know, other than calling on specific deities, you know, um, yeah. that you work with or archangels, like, I mean, Archangel Michael is the the um, preeminent defender of um, people and property and things. I mean, he may have special categories that he's, you know, people in military or fire or whatever, but... Um, there is also something else you can call on as you're familiar, and that is either, you know, like a totem animal or a totem that you have gotten through different initiations or mm-hmm. experiences, your pets that you have. I mean, they obviously, some of them are more protective in different ways, but they also can yeah. work to, you know, be because they're bigger than their little bodies, personally. Um, or you can have magical servants, you know, a little bit yeah. more esoteric and intense. But um, that's always important. I mean, I, a long time ago, in a land far, far away, um, <laughs> I learned a few prayers to Archangel Michael that I always do when I get in my car. And it's yeah. just the way I do it every time. I, I mean, it's like, and every time I start my car. So it's not just like I get in my car, I do it, and I drive off, I get out, I go do something, I get back in. It's like every time. And it's become mm-hmm. such a habitual point of reference because to me that is expanding my my sphere of protection and, going, yeah. you know, taking a bigger leap. Yeah, I do that in the car anytime I'm going to go on a long journey. I have a process that I do, and I do this when I fly on a plane. And, uh, and um, you know, I sit in the seat before anything gets moving, and I just picture a pentacle being drawn as if, as if a god is looking down from heaven onto my vehicle or the plane and drawing a mm-hmm. pentacle of protection right over the top of it and circling it with safety. And, you know, mm-hmm. so far so good, knock on wood. <laughs> yep, da, da, da. So, yeah. I mean, and this is all about, I mean, it's the unseen world. Mm-hmm. It's, yes, you have, you know, you can use physical items. Um, you know, there are medallions to the, the archangels and there are, you yep. know, little uh, medallions that you can have for different deities that you can find that you can actually wear, which goes to the concept of your um, having a, you know, a talisman to, to be right. able to use. So, I mean, it's very real and very palpable in um, in a working relationship that you get, so... I'm for all that wherever you go and whatever you do. So, um, yeah. Anything else that you you know like for the house or or you know that you can throw in here? Um. Well, I think um, around the house, 
or your workplace or whatever. The other thing I would add is mirrors strategically placed. Uh-huh. Um, there are different superstitions about mirrors depending on the culture. So I would be cautious around mirrors. If you read too much about mirrors, it can kind of make your feel like your eyes are crossing because it's, you know, one culture says, a mirror that shines on the outside world. So a mirror facing a door or a window is bad luck. Uh, another culture is like, oh, a mirror facing a door or a window will keep the reflecting the outside world outside and won't allow any outside world to your home. Um, I okay. first heard the, the, the former, that mirrors facing a door or a window are bad luck. And so uh, that has stuck with me. Even though I've read contrary superstitions that's the one so I never put a mirror so that it's facing the outside Um, but I think mirrors are powerful I think we take mirrors for granted Um, if you think about how long the modern mirror has been in existence it's really not that long it's the fact that we know what we look like as individual humans is a relatively new thing especially uh-huh. the detail in which what we know what we look like now. Uh, mirrors are pretty freaking magical. And I, um, the way that you use them in your home, whether like a disco ball of protection or to reflect good or to deflect the bad can be really powerful too. Um, and, you know, being strategic, you're doing specific spell work covering mirrors because of the portals and making sure you're keeping yourself protected in that way. That's why when someone dies, it's tradition to cover mirrors. There's a reason for that. It's the portal. So, you know, I think things like that, understanding some of the, especially if you hold a specific ancestry, what are some of the superstitions of that ancestry? Those are important things to learn because they're in your blood. They're part of your lineage. Learn about them. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, then there's the, in the feng shui and the energy formats, there's different ways to use mirrors, rounded mirrors, concave mirrors, mm-hmm. convex mirrors. You know, so it is it is important, you know, and uh, but it is also viable as ways to redirect energies and yeah. um, and keep things balanced. Um, another, you know, I love this, the witch's bottle. You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, we've got a witch's bottle. Um, is also a, a way of protecting. It's funny because when I lived in the house before I came here, another house, I did a witch's bottle and uh, I put it on the property and and then I went to go get it and um, it had broken and it had broken obviously fairly recently because it was, you know, you, you could tell that the contents had not gone too far uh, and it had happened actually after my husband died. So it was, it was uh, not that my protection was gone. It was time to move because I was going to dig right. it up because it was no longer necessary to be there. But, um, uh-huh. you know, it's filled with urine or your ammonia if you don't want to get into, you know, the, the urine and you put nails in it and, you know, um, different kinds of things to make it uh, to literally ward off the negative energies. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's lots of recipes online for witches bottles. Mm -hmm. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, again, don't trust everything online, (laughs) but a witches bottle, 
Yeah, but a witch's bottle should be geared towards you. So make it how you feel is going to work best for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, the, and in line with that, and this is so funny because I was just putting my Christmas ornaments up, and, you know, some of them are ones that, you know, they're little glass spheres that are Christmas ornaments, but they're you get them at the craft store. And, and, you know, my daughter made one and put, you know, a bunch of little, you know, cloth in it, and then somebody else did something with fairy dust. And, you know, so I, they're on my tree. Um, and when I was reading about a witch's ball, it's actually that. is this, you know, clear glass sphere. And it used to get, they used to in the Victorian times and the, and they would get very fancy in the antique times, but um, it would be a sphere, clear, and you would put in it the herbs. And you know, obviously, bear bear in mind that if you put in stones or anything, it's glass. But right. um, you know, the idea of making it so that it could go at the center of a hallway or in front of your door, hanging, so that it was a protection. Right. So, and this is the time of year where you can do that, and no one's going to think you're strange. <laughs> you're a weirdo, yeah. Yeah, well, they don't have to worry about me, but I was, you know, I'm always doing that. But those are, you know, that was that really kind of got me excited because I was looking, you know, and it's funny too when I say it, I'm looking at the tree and I'm seeing the, the two spheres, the little balls that have that, and I'm thinking, wow, that's cool. <laughs> nice. So. I get excited about little things, you know that. <laughs> well, you know, it's you you've said this a couple of times is having things hidden in plain sight. It's a lot about, you know, what you can wear on your body or what you can take into your home or how you can set up protections when you're driving. And these are all things that, you know, we haven't explicitly said this. These are things that you do that you know are there. But if someone else looked mm-hmm. at them, they wouldn't have any concept of what it was. And that's also important. You don't want to be like, hey, check out my witch's ball right here that keeps my house protected, everybody. You know, it, it's a secret. It's, it's part of spell work right. to keep your place safe, you know. Right, right. And, uh, and, you know, my daughter did this a long time ago, and I know this is really strange, but she had a a couple of little stuffed animals, and she put them on the back, you know, for cars that have back windows, you know, that have the little ledge there or whatever. She put it on there, and I I always thought that was cute. And then, of course, when she grew up and she's now off doing her own thing, I kind of missed having stuff there. So I actually do. I have a a few, oh, it's a cadre of dragons. I, I have these little dragons, stuffed dragons that I've put on the back. And you know, the sun will bleach them and they will eventually crack and I will have to um, bury them, send them on their way and get new ones. But, um, and everybody that I, when I stop my car and I park it, they're all, those are so neat. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, those are, those are my, you know, I'm in my mind, it's, yeah, those are my protectors on my car, my things, you know. Right. So it is, you know, again, it's very, you can find things that are very childlike and things that most people aren't going to think are anything in particular. But right. to you and what you've made it sacred for and, and given it a job to do, you know what it's there for. So, right, right. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we might want to dive into the the concepts around um, banishing, binding, and reversing magic before we run out of time. 
I think that's a really great way to to kind of wrap it all up because there's always the the concept of so and so's doing something to me and I want to mm-hmm. get them and tie them up and tell them they can't be in doing it. And you know, we have to I think confront that. That is something that people need to know what it's really about and when it would be a good thing to really do accordingly, you know. Right. So, yeah. List off, darling, go for it. Well, you know, one of the things I was, when we sort of touched base on this concept, was that there is a little bit of um, controversy around reversing or binding, doing binding or reversing magic. And it's because of, you know, the ethical question, if you do magic against someone. So here is Phoenix's personal thoughts on reversing work. It's a, it's a rare thing where I magic personally Uh, if there was someone who was a a rapist a a pedophile a a serial murderer and he hadn't been caught or whatever then I might consider doing some binding magic to help stop that right Uh Uh but with reversing work reversing magic here the the thought is simple for me Um, if I'm fearful or concerned or worried that someone is sending negative energy my way with intention or not, I'm just going to reflect that right back to them. That's what reversing magic is. It's sending whatever they're sending to you right back to them so that the chickens are coming home to roost. If If you're wrong and that person's not doing anything and they love you and wish you well, well, then that's what's going to be reflected back to them. So it's kind of, it takes the, the sting out of it if you're wrong, because the worst thing would be to curse someone and be wrong that they were doing something mm-hmm. negative against you. It, to me, it kind of goes to the concept of, of someone being um, given the death penalty and then you find out after they didn't actually commit the crime, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like with reversing work, if, if all is well and I'm, extra paranoid then no harm no foul they're they're just getting reflected back to them any of the good that they're putting out there Um, right but when but when it comes to protection work what are we protecting ourselves against other fucking people you know um Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. sometimes you know exactly who those people are that you need to be protected from and you you may want to do something so that they get a dose of their own medicine Mm -hmm. yeah that's very, very appropriate, and I happen to agree with you in that since, you, you know, a lot of times I learned a, a technique, and again, a lot of this is, um, it goes back to some of the spiritual places of, of um, light workers, but uh, it was bell jarring. It talked about mm. bell jar. Um, in terms of that, it's kind of like putting, you know, like you have a spider. <laughs> I'm sorry, spider mother. Um, yeah. And you get a little cup and you take a little, you put it over it and you take a piece of paper and then, you know, ostensibly you're going to take it outside and free it. But, you know, what, what happens here is that you are containing the energy so yeah. they don't harm you and they don't, they, they don't, it's kind of like they don't harm anybody. They're just kind of buzzing around like a fly in this thing, and that's kind of the way it is. You contain it. And so sometimes that is what I will use as a protection. If I know that I've got someone that's really erratic or there is, you know, some kind of a thing, because if you get 
that kind of energy, they'll get tired. Like the fly yeah. finally sits down and just hangs out. You know, they stop. Right. And um, so it's not really a binding in that way. It's more of a, you know, okay, we're going to just, you know, put you in a little bit of a timeout here so you can, you know, kind of chill out, that kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. I see it as that, just like reversing, you know, sending back something is, is sending it back. And um, a lot of times I'll even send it to, you know, a lot of times I'll use the great divine or the, the source, the source energy, the big thing, to, you know, kind of say, okay, if this person is doing this, then I'm sending all this stuff up here for you to be able to take, cleanse it out, send it back out in the world for to do good, rather yeah. than engage in the dynamics, because that's the part of the binding and everything. You're engaging in their dynamics. So yeah, if exactly. you Aikido the energy, you're not engaging. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Perfect. that's, to me, a really reasonable way to deal with it. And I look at things as not just a spell or this. I look at it because, you know, here again, we go back to some of the concepts we've touched on on other shows. It's energy, you know, and that process is how do you want to handle it? I mean, you know, fire, like we've heard, fire can warm us. It can be tranquil in a, in a candle or it can be destructive. It's, right. you know, where you are with it. So energy is the same way. Yeah. 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 So should so. we share some of our favorite stones and herbs just so we get at least yeah. a few out there? I think that would work out fine. What do we want to go with? Uh, stones first? Sure, let's start or with earth. stones. Okay, we'll start with stones. Okay. So, what are some of your favorites? My favorites are black tourmaline and hematite. Uh, and I like hematite because it's also a grounding stone. So I feel like it not only offers protection, but it gives me a little bit of a sense of, um, okay, this is mine and this is not mm-hmm. mine. It, hel- it helps me suss out, do I need to be worried about something or not? But those two are my mm-hmm. favorites. Those are the, my go-to, black tourmaline and hematite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? Nice. I like it. Well, I like obsidian. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a fire sign. Lava is probably the best thing in the world. Um, and I tend to also go with um, uh, carnelian. I love carnelian. Oh, I, nice. You know, I know that there are all kinds of ones. I mean, we've got, you know, uh, holy stones that are actually stones with holes. That's very, very sacred <laughs> in, in um, the... Uh, traditions of the of the pagans and the witches and all i mean that's like mother giving you a very special thing and um you know certain ones that are apache tears which is actually a version of obsidian it's yes that and um we have all i mean there's some here like tiger's eye and and cat's eye Mm -hmm. that go to the concept of the anti-evil eye the you know the use of the 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 concept of the eye which is also Mm -hmm. good and and tiger's eye is also good for courage. So it's, you know, going into a situation where you're fearful and you know you're going to need protection, it can be helpful to both make you safe and give you the courage to get through it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know that starlight is something. I don't know how common it is, you know, for people to get it, but, 
you know, that's one that I actually was reading in some one of the books about a spell, and it was using this. And I'm going, oh, my God, I haven't seen that in a while. But, you know, um, now I have to say something. Cunningham used this in his table, and I'm like, I'm really not sure how I handle it, and I feel uncomfortable with it. Asbestos. Well, interestingly, I learned something from a construction worker shop at Milk and We have serpentine, which is a, uh-huh. a beautiful green stone, and it actually comes in a wide range of green colors from like a deep sort of snaky green to a very light uh-huh. green. And what I found uh-huh. out was serpentine is actually asbestos, and it's, it's naturally occurring all over Northern California, so much so that one of the people he worked with at the job at a job site got a mesothelioma, which is this asbestos. Um, uh-huh. It's a disease caused by asbestos in the lungs because they drove over it so much in their work sites because it was in the gravel and oh it would but bring dust up into the air. Oh my gosh! So maybe that's, what Scott Cunningham meant was serpentine. I hope so because I'm, well, he also <laughs> has serpentine in his list, but I'm looking uh, at that going. I don't think that's a real good idea. So I will, you know, <laughs> let people. That was the weirdest thing because I was looking at them going, oh, look at this alum and agate and asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not handle a with good care. Idea. Not a good idea. No, handle with no. care. So then what about our herbs? Because I know, yeah. you know we're running our time here is just like getting yes. shorter and shorter. But what about herbs? Uh, the herbs I like the most are all of the really sort of earthy ones. Um, I mentioned rosemary earlier. Rosemary is a really good herb for protection. I like cypress. Um, and I also uh-huh. connect cypress to the goddess Hecate. So I often, like, that's uh-huh. one of my go-tos. It's um, We make a Hecate spray for protection at Milk and Honey, and it has cypress in it. Um, and then uh-huh. rue and hyssop. Hyssop is more of a cleansing, but I often combine that with cleansing and kind of a dual punch with rue and hyssop. What about oh, you? That's, well, I mean, you took one of my favorites, which is rue, but that's okay. Ah. I'll go with something else here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love basil. I'm, you know, of course, Italian. You have to have basil. Basil. Oh yeah. And uh, bay. I do love. Both oh of yeah. Those. Them. Yeah, a lot. And um, it was interesting because I was sitting here going, "Oh my God, what was it that I, you know, I mean." Sandalwood is another one I like, but dragon's blood. Now I know it's oh. it's a resin, but I yeah, love that's the best blood. one. Yeah, yeah. How could I have forgotten so, that? Oh, I don't know. You were busy. You were very excited about you know, rue and and yeah. and all of that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's okay. It's all right. Uh, but yeah, there's the the. the um, and it's fascinating. I mean, you, you, you look down the, the list and, you know, you see all these things. Cactus, this is funny. When I moved into this place, the lady had cactus plants in little pots. And, and what I did was I took the cactus and I put them at the four corners of my, of my location. So they're outside at the four corners. And I have these little cactus plants out there. And I thought, well, you know, I mean, we are in... California, and, and I don't know how well they would do in, you know, some of the more humid areas because it is for drier climates, but um, I really feel good. And then holly, I you know, actually the reason why I'm yeah. very real about that is I was out putting my lights, fixing my lights, and I have a huge holly bush, 
and they keep wanting to know if I want to trim it down, and I trim it, but they want to know if I want to take it. I'm going, no! <laughs> in front of my property, and that's a really good protection plan. Absolutely. Yeah, so. All right. So there we are. I mean, this was, you know, a lot of information and, and, and yeah. some books that people can find further information on. Why don't we do one last um, yeah. prayer, and then we'll say goodbye. Good. I'm going to do one for Thor because there are so many for him, for him in here, and okay. he is one of my beloveds. So here is one okay, of them. Okay, there you go. Okay. Wielder of the hammer, red-bearded one, Thor, protector to you I call. I stand in the midst of a storm, and I ask for your protection. Ooh, I like that. Hail Thor. Yeah. Hail Thor. Yeah. There we go. So we will be back on the beautiful um, air next week with yes. the goddess Fortuna. Fortuna, just in time to Fortuna. start a new year. Yeah. Yes. So I will look forward to doing that. And then everyone have a really wonderful week. And yes. uh, thank you, Phoenix, for, for hanging out from with me as well. <laughs> Yay. It's always fun. Yay. Okay, darling. Have a good All time right. at the fair and make lots Thanks. of wonderful experiences and money and pass Yay. on good products. Yay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.